0: Hope As I thought about today and the seeds of hope, God said to me, "So why do you hope?" And especially after the news of this last week, Can we be people of hope?" And so I want to tell you a story that happened in 2021. We were in Bethlehem in the Free State. We'd just done a love after marriage workshop and we were traveling back to Joburg International Airport, Um, the pastor uh, had told us to choose the western route when we went down, but when we looked at Google Maps, we saw that it would take us 30 minutes shorter if we went back by the eastern route, so we chose the eastern route. It didn't take 30 minutes um, shorter. It took uh, many hours longer because National Roads had outsourced That road for redevelopment. When we got to the road, it looked like it had just been redone. But the further we drove along the road, we discovered piles of roadwork things, stands, stones, equipment. And what we discovered afterwards is that the money for the road had been used for other things, to be polite. It was incomplete. And probably took us, it felt like two hours. Gary is very good at making sure we get there on time. So we did make the aeroplane. But the road parallel to the road being constructed was potholed, sandy, it was raining. Gary is risk averse. And we'd just done a love after marriage. It was tense. But what did I learn through that experience? How have I prayed for national roads, for tenders? How have I prayed for road building and potholes in our nation as a result of that experience? My prayer after that experience of driving down an unconstructed or being reconstructed road was to start doing what I have learnt and what we teach in Love After Marriage. And that is to speak blessing. And in the two and a half years that have followed, or two years since that have followed, I have not every day and not even every week, but on a regular basis, prayed for the roads department, prayed for tenders for road cre- uh, um, redevelopment, for people who are fixing our roads, for road building companies. And I have blessed specifically that reconstruction of that eastern road. We were back in Bethlehem in March. We didn't go down the eastern road. We stuck to the western road, a 30 minutes longer one. But we did ask locals what had happened to the road. And I don't know if it was a result of my prayers, but I'm sure that my prayers paid a part of it because God values our prayers, and he values walking alongside us. That road is almost complete. Thank you, Jesus. And I have used that principle in my prayer every time I'm cut off by a taxi. I bless that taxi driver to become the best traxi, taxi driver in South Africa. When I am come across, very often, No electricity, my stove doesn't work. I bless ESCOM. I bless the engineers in ESCOM to find solutions. I bless the people who are doing solar, wo- solar panels to find ways of doing it in a more affordably. So my prayers have changed. As I've learned and as we teach in love after marriage, the importance of blessing, the importance of speaking life, the importance of choosing our words wisely, not just in your marriage, but in your prayers as well, as Craig taught us last week. And there's a beautiful verse in Proverbs 18, verse 21, which I love in the message version. It says, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. And so my seed of hope that I want to pass on to you is to use your words to be life giving. And so thank you to the various women who have shared this morning. Thank you, Cindy, for your prayer of lament. And thank you to the ladies who've given input with Jackie. The verse on your bookmark Hilda's already referred to it, and I've now lost it. Oh, here it is. Is the verse for today. Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his superabundance, until you radiate with hope. Now, that's just not a verse for women. It's a verse for all of us. But actually, it's an easier verse to unpack in the NIV. It says in the NIV, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's the God of hope As you trust in him, so our part is to trust in him. And you heard each of these women this morning saying how they learned to trust God. That is the condition. Our focus is the God of hope. But our part is to trust in him. Christians were first, or the believers were first called Christians in Antioch because they were little Christs. So as Christians... The, to reverse that verse, we are believers. We trust in God. We are people who trust God. And we ca- keep our eyes in difficult situations on God, who is our hope. I learned a beautiful word this week that I'd never heard before: that God is omnibenevolent. God is good. And He is worthy of our trust. The resultant of our trust in him in the NIV is we are filled with, peace and joy, with joy and peace, and we overflow with, with hope. How does that happen? It happens by the power of Holy Spirit who lives in us. Holy Spirit is Jesus in us, and it's Jesus in us who forms that peace and joy and hope in us and lets us overflow. Of course, we learn to choose joy. As we learned a few weeks ago, but joy is also, and peace and hope are also products of our relationship with God. Now, as you reflect on the stories you've heard today, how were you personally encouraged or challenged? What did you write down on your piece of paper? Or did you just doodle? Okay. I wonder how their story applies to you, to your life story. So as I listen to Seeds of Hope, and sorry those of you who were late, you missed Cindy's lament. For those of us who've lost babies, I've had a miscarriage, I know. For those of us whose mums have passed on. This is my second Mother's Day without a mom. shouldn't have said that. And Hilda, you showed us that Jesus values women because he appeared to women first. Jackie was our reminder of hope and encourager. Beryl, she had faith in God when her sons needed his healing. And she gained her strength from God. Bridget had her dates in hospital. I mean, how amazing is that? She learned hope in grief. She learned to lift her eyes to God and to love God, and to love those children God gave her. Sarah heard God's voice and learned to depend on his presence and discovered that as she walked with God, she could then pass on what how God had ministered to her to those that he, another person that He'd put in her path. Megan walked a path of pain. thank you, and she was pruned. her life was pruned, she learnt the unforced rhythms of grace as she found God to be her husband. And she now flourishes and her children flourish. Thank you, Jesus. And Rochelle, in your struggle to fall pregnant, you found the faithfulness of our God through your story. We are encouraged. And I have discovered that my words and my prayers are important. And so are yours. Now, seeds of hope remind me, or seeds particularly, remind me of the parable of the sower which was all about sow, sowing seeds. And in the story of the sower, the seed is always good because it comes from the hand of a good father. The sower was our go- is our good father. But the part that invites me deeper in that story is the part about the soil which represents our hearts. You see, a full crop of seed, or seed that produces a full crop, is only the seed that fell on fertile soil. The other seed, the seed that fell in the other kinds of soil, and you know the story, I'm not going to read it to you. We don't have that kind of time today. It didn't produce a crop. It didn't even grow sometimes. Luke 8 verse 15 says, But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. So my question is, how do I ensure that the condition of my heart is good, fertile soil so that I can cultivate these seeds of hope in my heart? And I know... These questions are going to be answered in the next three weeks as we return back to the next section of the Equip series and we deal with the Forgiveness lifestyle, lifestyle series. But I'd like to share a prayer with you. It's a prayer that I've learnt and you've heard it referred from the front many times. But it's a prayer that I pray when I'm stuck in a cycle of hopelessness, a, sti- a cycle of thought when I feel hopeless and helpless. When my brain thinks things that aren't me, and I wonder why I'm thinking such ugly, unkind thoughts. But I've learned that those thoughts aren't always mine. They're sometimes simply a distraction from the enemy. So that I look inside and feel shame, and that prevents me from wanting to pray. And these are lies. Because I'm in Christ. 1 John 1, 1.9 says, If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All. And I know, and I heard from my pastor Rex Matthew when I was a teenager, he taught us that Paul wrote his letters not to the sinners but to the saints. Because our position is in Christ is forgiven. We have been forgiven. He's put a new heart in us. We have been cleansed. We have been made new. And 1 John 2 verse 1 continues. If you sin, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, who stands before God and is our lawyer on our behalf, saying, Father God, he or she is in me. You look at her through the lens of Christ and I can approach God forgiven because I'm in Christ and Father God sees me hidden in Christ and that's such a privilege and so I want to invite you to do a prophetic act as we pray this prayer now prophetic act is simply a physical enactment of what is happening spiritually for example when we baptized we go into the water and As we go under the water, we're doing a spiritual act. We're showing that we have died to our old way of life. And then as we come out of the water, we are symbolizing that we are now in Christ. We are new. We are cleansed. We are forgiven. The life of the age is the life of Jesus inside of me, and I live from this position. And so the prophetic act I want us to do this morning is just like the picture of um, baptism. It's just a symbol. And what I want us to do is take off the glasses that we wear that are hopeless. Because we believe in the God of hope. We are believers in the God of hope. So we're going to take off those lenses. Maybe you want to do that. Take off, as a prophetic act, the lenses. Just doing what you want to do in your heart. Okay? And this is the prayer we're going to pray. Firstly, I nail to the cross. And just what do you want to nail to the cross? And this is what you need to pray your prayer. I nail to the cross anxiety. I nail to the cross depression. I nail to the cross hopelessness. I nail to the cross confusion about the future. Or conflict around the future feelings of conflict. I nail helplessness to the cross. I nail discouragement to the cross. Maybe I nail fear of the future to the cross. What do you need to nail to the cross? Just do that now. Second step of that prayer. Pray with me. I break all agreements. That I've made with these things. Known or unknown. And today I choose. To change the way I think. I repent. Of partnering with these lies. The third step. Jesus. Please will you come now. And take this far away from me. Just receive his forgiveness. Because he says if we confess our sins, he will forgive us. And he will cleanse us. So receive his forgiveness. And know that Father God sees you in Christ. Through the lens of Christ. In the fourth part of the prayer, Father God, what do you want to give me in place of this hopelessness, these hopeless lenses that I've just removed? And just listen. And just receive from Him. Here are some ideas the joy, the peace, the hope. That the scripture spoke of gratitude, contentment, fresh vision, expectation, forgiveness. How about this one? Intimacy with God, freedom. Creativity. New opportunities. So let's complete the prophetic act and replace those old lenses with new lenses. And maybe you'd like to say with me, I receive fresh vision to look at my future with hope and expectation. Thank you, Jesus.